This is Comic Picks by the Glick. Hey, I'm your host, Jason Glick. Hey, Jason Glick. Um, wow. Here we are again. Another yes. year, huh? Yes. Happy New Year, everyone. 2020. Yeah. Woo! Woo! Holy crap, man. Uh, I don't want to think about it. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I'm sure it's only going to get worse before it gets better. It's yeah. like, even if that happens around November or so. Who wink, knows? Wink. Yeah, but um, it's like, it's, but it's kind of appropriate that we're talking. But if you're wondering, like, well... You know, where's the uh, best of list right now? Well, <laughs> that's going to be a little ways off because, well, we've got we got one thing to talk about today, and then next time, spoiler, we're going to talk about um, X-Men with Myron. And um, then, so maybe, maybe we'll get to the best of 2020, best of 2019 in February. Yeah. Well, hey, um, it'll, we're still going to give it to you. We're still going to deliver it. It just... It's gonna, uh, you know, these things take time, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, there, there is we, there is a plan here. Trust us. Yep. So, what do you got on tap for us tonight? Okay, well, I am talking about a series that, it's like that. Um, well, it's like I guess it's kind of appropriate that I've waited a while to talk about it because, hey, it's all about time travel and talking about um Brian K. Vaughn and Cliff Chang's um six volume series Paper Girls, and this series um like um like has been going on for a couple of years now and finally wrapped up. Like when it's final volume is published in October, and I can hear you saying, "Oh, Jason, you know, it's like if you talked about this in October, well, you've well since then you've talked, we've had, um, let's see, there's pr- Prison School, I Am a Hero, Black Science, um, The Wild Storm, and well, Jason, why did you take so long to get to talk about it? Well, you see, this came out right at the same time as um, the final volume of The Wicked and the Divine, and Obviously, I want to talk about that series a lot more since it's been something that's that I've been like really enthusiastic about over the last couple of years. And all those other series I just mentioned are something that I've been like also fairly enthusiastic about following as well. And so, if you're going to infer that, well, you know, hey, am I only getting to this talking about the series now because, well, I am less enthusiastic about it, and um, I've come to a point where john and i are recording stuff that hey you know it's like i needed to pull something out of the ether in order to um talk about talk talk about it for the podcast yes yes that is the case because paper girls i guess um the worst thing you can say about it is that it shows today that even a so-so series from brian vaughn um is um better than most others best efforts i mean this is the guy who gave us um why who's given us why the last man um, Ex Machina Saga, and it's like, and a really good run on um, on Ultimate X Men. It's like, and other various Marvel comics. It's like, it's like over the years to um, it's like talk about as well. So, yeah, but um, as far as like how this ranks ranks in his like overall canon, um, it's probably like you know, the series you you probably need you can probably check out after all those. But you know, it's I think it's still worth reading because you know at its core, um, it's basically, hit, I mean, it's basically like his version of like an '80s like um, kids adventure series. I mean, think about like stuff like Goonies or The Explorers. It's like, and it, it's like, it's like, and it's and it, and it works on that level. Um, where it kind of falters a bit um, is in the sense that you know. Every series um, Vaughn does that he's he's talked about this before is just him trying to grapple with um something, with um why the last man it's like you know it's, it's gen it's like it's gender issues, um, ex machina you got politics, um 
Saga, you've got Parenthood, Paper Girls. Um, having after, having read all all six volumes, it basically feels about you know like what the uh, it's like what the older generation leaves to the younger generation, and just how like eventually it's like yo know, even if we all start you know, young and idealistic, we eventually all become it's like old like older more cynical conservative and you know less less ambitious you know like less about wanting to change the world more just wanting not to make make sure that it just doesn't get blown up by um, everyone else around us and you know it's like I, I think that's fine but on but a little bit, it also feels like vaughn was trying his hand at his own um puzzle box um type series because well see while vaughn was doing all these um all these comics it's like um, he also um, joined the writing staff of um, Lost. Um, he this is during the four. He like, this is during the um. Let's see the, the third. He this is during the third, third and fourth seasons. And um, it's like he, it's like and you know it's like he he and then um it's like apparently that that worked out fine fine for a while, and um then and then also led to him um show running um the first season of CBS's um, Under the Dome Stephen King adaptation which I watched because I'd read the book and I liked Vaughn and watched the series and it's kind of like, eh, yeah, it's not that great. So I'm just getting, so I bailed after the first season, which was apparently it's like the right thing to do because Vaughn, after Vaughn left, the series just went, went, um, off, off the rails more than a little. So, but, um, but with paper girls, it feels like he's trying to, that he was trying to create a series where, he sets up like a real sets up a mystery, and then you know you've got to trust in trust in his his abilities that he's gonna like be able to deliver a satisfying climax once all the pieces are in place. But, well, not just his abilities, but also that of artist Cliff Chang, and Chang is um is a very it's like a, it's a very solid artist guy who can draw just about anything that's put in front of him. He had a great run working with Brian Azzarello on Wonder Woman at the start of the um, DC um, New 52 era. And then after, like after that wrapped up, he jumped, he went on with, went on to work with Vaughn on like for, for all six volumes and 30 issues of paper girls. And it's like, even though he may not be like, like a really flashy artist, like he's a guy who it's like, who's really, has got really good storytelling instincts and just knows how to make like anything work on the page where it's just with giant bugs or giant mon- robots fighting each other or just you know like how to make uh, just like a simple conversation scene like um like visually interesting it's like he it's like he's a great he's a great stylist and um he, and his work and his work over these six volumes like it's it's pretty unimpeachable it's like he, it's like whether like you're jump the jump the characters are jumping between like like the past the future it's like or the like and just or just like hanging out in the present of 1988, it's like um, Vaughn does a, sorry Chang does a great job like conveying each era, like it's like regardless of how much like you know guesswork or imagination is needed to, like to convey it. So really, it's like Chang. If I don't mention him as much, that's because like you know he, you know really like um did nothing wrong, wrong here. It's like his work was just like, it's like was just like really really solid and just like it's. It's just like, like you know, like, yeah, I, it can like, it told the story um very very well without any it's like without any complaints. So without not provoking any complaints on my part, I'm saying here. Um Vaughn, on the other hand, well 
okay. The premise for Paper Girls is it's all all about these four paper girls who um, meet on on the Hell Night, um, the morning of October, like like the morning of November first, basically ha- the night, like on um, the day after Halloween. It's like to it's like to um it's like in the course of delivering delivering papers in this housing tract. It's like in the it's like in the Northeast. It's like there's um. There's our sensible um, point of view character. Um, Ar- it's like Aaron, who's just who's new, to, like who's new to um, being being a paper girl. And then there's um, Mackenzie. It's like the um, it's like the bitchy redhead who likes to smoke. It's like and it's like and swear up a storm. It's like who um, basically kind of like help like you know pave the way for for there being other paper girls. And then there's Tiffany, like the like the know it all gamer girl. It's like who's also also in on this. And um, K- KJ the uh, it's like the uh, lacro- it's like the um it's like the field field hockey girl who's also an acad- academy girl as well. It's like and they they meet it's like they meet up with each other and they um uh, like and they've got and you know it's like they they don't initially decide to, um like to uh, you know deliver things to, papers together. But then when some weird guys dressed in bandages um see jump tiffany and like steal one of her radios they realize okay we've got to track these guys down and i get get it back well this leads them to like like um a house that's under construction and they find this weird looking capsule here like something that looks like it looks like a uh it's like one of those like um like like uh what is it what do i say it's like oh, oh those like um escape pods from like from the apollo like from the Apollo program, like the uh, the splashdown like cap- capsules, and um, it's like, but then when but then when it opens in front of the, in front of them, they like they get the hell out of there, and they then when they get back out into the it's like out into the open, like the entire like night has gone like cosmic. It's like, and they're wondering like, what the hell has happened here? And then suddenly, people like um, people in funny art in shiny armor, it's like are jumping are flying down on them with in while riding on pterodactyls it's like and they're and they're talking like the strange futuristic lingo because apparently it's like like they're out to um correct the flow of flow of time and these girls have apparently found themselves right in the middle of the of this thing and before they can really get a handle on things you know they find they wind up getting jumped to the year well sorry sorry mckenzie tiffany and aaron get jumped to the year Overlord 2016 to meet up with um, a uh, present a present day Aaron who um, was wondering just you know what the hell are you doing here? It's like and who are you and how did you get this um like and where do we get this scar from? Because well it's like she just remember like that point in the first volume where Aaron gets shot. So huh? So yeah, there's lots of questions. Lots of weirdness going on here. I mean, there's like, who are these, um, like older people are coming, coming in to, um, coming in to try and quote unquote, correct the time stream. Who are these younger people who are, tr- who are fighting against the older people and just, you know, like, Hey, and what happened to uh, K- KJ? It's like, and, um, what, ha- and just, you know, wh- what is going on here? It's like, I mean, the first volume, it's like, it's like sets up so many questions and really it's, you kind of have to have faith that um, that Vaughn is going to take you so, like unravel these things. As I came to the series as someone who had followed him from Why the Last Man and Ex Machina and his other comics work, and so I figured 
hey, he he's earned that faith with me, so I'm gonna. So yeah, I'm definitely gonna keep um, following this here. Um, it was tough. It's like early on because it's like because reading these volumes as they as they came out, they um, it's like they didn't have like the same kind of like it's it's an appeal that um that his other that his other creator own works sad. It's like it was like basically like you know he was solely um taking war things out of these puzzle blocks giving us more questions and um it's like and not really and um while we we're getting some answers we we're getting like more like um like more questions as well it's like when we got to volume three and they go back go back in time and they meet this prehistoric girl who's car- carrying this boy and wondering like okay well what's go- what's going on here and it eventually becomes clear but at the same time they're like the problem with the series for me for a while was that it was hard to keep the, uh, the, the, uh, the four girls straight. Like I wrote in my review of volume three that I realized, Oh, wait a second. What are their names again? Cause I remember that. Okay. I mean, Mackenzie is the, uh, is the foul mouth. I'm a smart ass one, but the other two, it's like, okay, what, what were they are? Who were the names? And this one that was missing for the for volume two, what was her name again? It's like, Oh, so yeah, it's. I mean, it's good that um, Vaughn decided to make a series like with, like with four like with four young female protagonists. But, but for a while there, it's like it was really hard to keep them, keep their personalities straight. To, and, and it really did feel like, and for the most part, like a lot a lot of their their um, personalities are defined as for the, as for how they're just being pushed around, you know, by the story. It's like. And to be honest, like I still feel that uh, Mackenzie uh, makes the strongest impression, just because you know she's like, like she, because you know, like, um, like foul mouth smartass, like is it's like is kind of an inherently distinctive personality type. And so, but, but for the others, like like Aaron, Tiff, Tiffany, and and KJ, I mean, they come to distinguish, distinguish themselves a bit more as the series goes on. But you know, it's like. I don't think they're quite as memorable as some of the other other um, like protagonists that um, Vaughn has given us. It's like over it's like over the course course of his com- comics career. It's like and um, and also like and and with the, and with that, so it just kind of like comes on the the plot to uh, you know basically I carry us. So, you know, just like what is you know going on with this time these time travel shenanigans. And you know, Vaughn takes us to like lots of different um thing, like several different eras. I mean, just that she's. I mean, like you kind of feel like he's having. He's, he wants to have pick some ones that would be the most um fun to explore. Like whether it's not whether it's just showing us the present of 2016 or like the far far flung past of it's like a volume three or the uh, the uh, Y2K panic of 2000s and how it just looks so quaint um in our it's like to to us right now, or the uh, it's like or the future of twenty one seventy one, where things finally start to come to focus, and um that's it's like and yeah it's like it it was cool seeing everything like like the future, like and um some of the characters get and you know and well you know like Mackenzie has her personal arc and she finds that she's gonna die of leukemia, but then um hey when she gets to the future hey you know. Like the future's clearly found a way to to um cure 
these, this version of cancer, and yes, yes, it has. But there's one other surprise I'm waiting for her. It's like when, like when she tries to, I'm um, finally, like finally have that I'm taken out of her. So, and um, then at the very end, um, we get uh, a surprise return of a character from, well, not really the character we saw from Volume Two, but a different version of her. And then she basically sends, um, it's like, oh, wait, no, no, it is the same one from volume two. She's just the one who like, who sends them off to them different eras for the final volume. So the final volume basically pick, like picks up with, um, with the four girls in, um, it's like in wildly different eras. Again, Aaron is in our present day of 2018, um, it's like then you've got the uh, it's like the adults who are like apparently found basically wound up on being stuck out of time. It's like on it's like on their it's like on their airship. Um, KJ gets stuck back in 1958, which is actually kind of relevant as far as the story goes. And um, Mackenzie is on it's like it's on Earth at the end of its end of its days, and Tiffany is. It's like it's in the farthest reaches of the future where all this time travel bullshit has been sorted out and they and the people there need her in order to um like finally bring this to a conclusion. So everything is wrapped up here. And I think it's and I think it's done it's done well enough to the point where, hey, you know, so you've been reading the series up to this point, you're going to be you're probably gonna be satisfied by the uh it's like by the conclusion, and I also like the uh, it's like the way that uh, like um, Vaughn and Chang's attempt to experiment with, with the storytelling, and in the middle of the series we get it's like, it's like we get an issue that basically tells all the like stories from the girls in each era at the same time. It sounds it sounds might, might sound strange, but then but um the thing is, but I also want to point out that. Um, we also got a similar type of story from from Jonathan Hickman and Dustin Weaver in the final volume of um, Shield earlier this year, and um, well, it's like Vaughn and Chang's version works well enough. It's kind of and it's and it's pretty straightforward. Um, Hickman and Weaver's is probably the flashier, more ambitious version version of this, but it was still nice to see them like see the creators try something like try something new here. But, but, um, then, but after that, you know, the, like the girls, like all wind up in the same era again and we get the, uh, it's like, and we get the resolution to this time travel, time travel war. And it's, and like, it, and like some of the girl and Tiffany is very disappointed because she finds out that, oh, wait, like this war ends not because one side is defeated, but because both sides basically essentially decided to come to a truce and understand things, even though it's like they view one side, like the adults as being like clearly in the wrong here. So like, that's kind of like the wrap up of the, you know, the, like, you know, how, how does one, how does one generation, you know, deal with like deal with the ambitions and the failings of the others. And they just, and um, when the girls start to complain about this, well, they, the other, like one side basically realizes that, yeah, you know, it's like, this isn't going to work unless all you go back to your own time, remembering nothing of this. So it's set 
things are set up for a tragedy on that level. But, you know, that's this all happens in the uh, penultimate issue. The final issue um, does, like, basically um, shows, like, the girls going through um, the Hell Knight, it's like, again. But things are just a little different. Because, you know, it's like, because they, they were smart enough to try and find little ways to, ch- to change things. And it's like, it was nice. And and also, it's like, I look at some of this stuff and I realize, hey, you know, it's like, didn't they? Didn't that happen in Back to the Future Part 3? Huh. That's nice. So, so, I mean, like, and you get the feeling that this final issue was just meant to reinforce the idea that, hey, you know, it wasn't, the core of this series wasn't the time travel. It was the, uh, like it was like the the friendship these girls forged along the way. That was the real, it's like that was the real point of the story here. Uh, if you got that from, if you really um believed in that, then um, cool. I'm more powerful to you. you. Should that's definitely something you should you should take away from this. Me on the other hand, it's like, I don't like I said. I don't feel that the girls like you know really um like came into their own as. It's like as dynamic characters over the course of the series. I think you know. I think they were they're fine protagonists, but it just took me a while to like get my to realize to distinguish which one is which. And they, I still feel that they were just kind of like being bumped bumped around at the mercy of the story here. I mean, I can recognize you know their individual triumphs. It's like at it's like at the end here, and it was cool seeing them all like share a smoke. It's like in a playground at the play, in a playground towards towards the end. I don't know. It's like it just doesn't have didn't have like the same ring as it's like as a series that you are that that really um got inside their heads and really made them you know truly memorable characters on their own terms. So the puzzle box elements of the series, fine. The character um dynamics of the series, fine. Could they have been better? Yeah. Are they good enough to um like to make the series worth reading overall? Yeah. Yeah, I think so. And also, like I said, the uh, the art from from Chang like really carries the series as well. It's like it's like it's never it's never less than appealing to look at. So, so I guess overall, it's like I mean, yeah, it's like it's a good it's a good series. It's just you know, it's like over the years I've kind of come to expect you know greatness, you know, from like from Vaughn, but this one was just you know pretty good. So overall. You know, worthwhile, but you know, there's a reason that I took that took me like say three months to uh, finally get around to talk about that. Rather, it's there's a reason I went to talk about the Wicked and the Divine before this one, and that I'm ta- only talking about this one right now. So, there you go, John. Um, I guess uh, any thoughts on your end about any of this? Well, I think it's an interesting concept. Um the story of time travel is always fascinating me, but, um, or in different times, I should say, right? Yeah, it's like, it, it's, um, um, yeah, it's like, I think that even though there's a lots of, there's lots of time travel craziness here, it's like, I don't, like, it all, um, kind of make, it all makes sense in the end. So it's like, I get, though I think that familiar, familiar with like the, like, conventions of a time travel story will definitely help when I'm um, getting into this. Yep, so you recommend it. I do. It's like, I mean, it's kind of like more of a qualified recommendation, but a recommendation nonetheless. All right, sounds good. 
Alright, so do you know what you're going to talk about next time? Well, we, along with Myron, are going to be talking about House of X and Powers of X. Yeah. Um, well, we did talk about that in the initial part of this podcast, but hey, um, just yeah. to remind everyone, and I usually do sign off that way when we do. So, um, you can look forward to that next time, ladies and gentlemen. And Absolutely. we'll talk to you next time on Comic Picks by the Glick. All right, laters.